We've all heard of the natural hair movement, right? That time in the early 2000s when women of color decided to stop applying extreme measures to their hair and decided to let their kinks, coils, and curls free. That it be in the workplace, going on a date, or more. Um, but most of it was um, geared towards Afro-textured hair. So with me today, um, I have... Lin Sha from Exotic Roots. She's a influencer, content creator, and she's focused more towards how to treat your hair the right way, how to embrace the natural kinks, coils, and curls. On that note, <laughs> thank you for coming to the show, and I'd like to give you a chance to introduce yourself. Thank you so much for having me. I wanted to thank you first for inviting me to your podcast. Um, I listen to it while I'm at work at home. So it's a great job. Thank um, you. So about, <laughs> so about me, um, I'm Linda. I'm a natural hair consultant and blogger. I share natural hair tips and tutorial on um on YouTube and on Instagram. Basically, I'm just your natural hair best friend. <laughs> so that's pretty much all about me. Yes, I've been watching a lot of them and it's almost like it's you know those addicting videos. You've been doing a lot of TikToks and I just keep looking at them one after another. I'm like, how does she do that? Oh my god, this is nice. I'm, I should try that. So you're doing amazing, honestly. And uh, you're I have to say that you're doing a job that is quite helpful to others who are not so well versed in their own hair texture. So I'm going to start from the be very beginning. Um, let's start with our childhood. And how would you explain your natural hair journey from the very beginning? Because, you know, we were born with our own natural hair. The recent memories that I have, because I'm pretty sure back, 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 like when I was three years old, I don't really remember everything. But the most recent ones is that my mom was taking care of my hair. And, you know, you have to wake up at least 20 minutes before. Um, so then they can attend to your hair because mostly I was in an all religious school. I we went to the same school. Um, so it was a religious all girls school mm -hmm. and you a certain way and you couldn't have you couldn't have a hairstyle for more than I don't know for more than a couple of days and your hair would really not look like the best um either so then it's just a regular routine that you would have with your mom with my it's just a it's just a regular routine that I would have with my mom or even um, somebody else at the house that would do my hair before going to school. It's not really a process that I did not enjoy. Um, I like playing in hair. I like anything that had to do with hair. And that's since I was a little child. Like I was always doing my grandma's hair and Aww. my mom. <laughs> um, it's something that I really enjoy doing, but it's just that whenever you come to like high school, then you start to see people yes. with straight hair. And that switches everything because you want that straight, long, like bone straight, long mm -hmm. hair. <laughs> so. I do have the same, uh, I share the same memories as you in that sense. It was almost like a ritual. Your mother would just put you in between her legs and she would just like brush your hair. And my mom was very rough with that brush. She would just put that brush from your eyebrows and then all the way down to your back of your hair. And it wasn't perfect until it was 
laid down flat and neat. And, you know, um, in the culture, I dare say that when a girl shows up to school with her hair neat, and by neat, I mean, like, really tight and nice little go-go balls, whatever, and braided really tight, it just showed that mom was taking good care of you. Like, you were well kept, you know? That is completely true and correct. Yeah. Um, yeah. And even even after school, if they see your like your hair a certain way, they oh. would go, this on a pill. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know. It's the same thing. Like if you and you know, sometimes when you pass your bag over your head or you're playing on the recess yard, you still were so um, how do you call that? Self-conscious because you didn't want to go back home for your mom to look at your hair and be like what the heck were you up to why is your hair like that you're a girl you should keep yourself together neatly um what was your experience in terms of braids did you have braids like lots of braids Um, no um i only tried protective styles like with braids braiding extensions in my adult years i think Mm -hmm. it was like two years ago um i never used to do braids even um i think right before applying the relaxer because i waited a long time before um, putting the relaxer i was in probably 10th grade and this is something that i begged i begged my parents Mm -hmm. for um, but before that, um, I would just braid my hair, like the um, smaller braids, mm-hmm. and then I would keep them in a bun. So then it's still a bun, but I just have like multiple braids going into the bun. So that's like around like when I moved into high school, that was the hairstyle that I would do the most often because, you know, it's a lot of work to, because you're you're older now, you don't want to do many like, three braids or just two braids so you want to do like stuff that would look nice so then that would be uh my hairstyle of choice just mini braids and then I would just put them in a bun so just like you were saying earlier when you got to 10th grade you begged for the perm it was the same for me I begged and mind you my hair was very um marabou like you know what they call the I don't even know how to explain it, but dark skin, but very wavy hair. That's, yeah, that's how it used to be. And even that was just not enough, even though I got the approval from society that I had good hair. To me, it wasn't enough. I had to have that, like you say, bone straight hair. And my mom went and she got one box of perm and half of my head was... I mean, the box was enough for just half of my head. <laughs> then the other half was missing perm. So she sent me to school with half my hair perm. And it was traumatizing. I was picked on and people were like, oh my God, why do you have like white people hair on top? And then the bottom is like the curly hair. And then my aunt was like, the next day my when my aunt heard that, she was like, don't, please perm the bottom of her hair because you're going to traumatize this kid. Don't do this to him. And then I permed it. And when I permed it, it was like twice as long and people would just always be touching my hair and it would be like, oh my God, what are you putting in your hair? And I would say, I put perm. That's why it's that long. And it's crazy the validation that we seek with straight hair. Oh my God, just straight hair. So how was that experience for you once you had it on? 
So for me, um, it was basically for a wedding. And um, I told my parents that the, the hairstyle that we needed to do for the wedding, I needed to have my hair straight. So that's basically the, the main reason that they they let me um, put on um, the perm. My mom went to a hair size at that time and then um, she put on a perm. And little did I know, it was a very strong um, perm. And if I had to do it again, maybe the first time I wouldn't use such strong of a perm. Um, and as you said, like, it was just so long. <laughs> People mm -hmm. would ask, oh, do you have extensions? Or like, what happened to your hair? And it's so straight and long. Um, so it was definitely another experience. And that's cool. You know, it was another vibe because you're going out with your hair just blowing in the wind. And people are touching and loving your hair. And that's mm -hmm. definitely no, you're now the center of attention because a lot of people are just looking at you, looking at your hair, and um, maybe you were an inspiration for some people, you know? Were you the one in charge of maintaining your hair, or was it your mother or relatives? When I had to relax her, I think most of it was just me because I would every two weeks go to the hair salon. It was, mm -hmm. it was like, because we were going with my two other best friends. So we would do every Saturday, we'd go to Petronville oh, yeah. in Haiti. And then, yes, and then we would get our hair done. <laughs> so that blowout would last a good week week and a half and then after that we just put it in a bun or a ponytail mm -hmm. um, it was definitely it was a good time it was a good time and I, I actually missed that because it was just a good time going out it was bringing you guys together <laughs> yes and it, was, it was bringing us together outside of school you know mm -hmm. you're right that's <laughs> the point it was the outside of school and I, you know you get that influence as well I looked forward to that as well because I would run into friends in the neighborhood and, and most people would go to i used to go to yolanda's and i was in buffalo nine haiti okay and yeah you would run into a lot of people and then you would just chit chat for a whole hour and a half or maybe two depending on what you're trying to do <laughs> and can then, we talk about applying uh, to master oh my yes God. let's um, go there please also, i don't <laughs> have any horrible experiences um luckily for me because some mm -hmm. people had like burns and everything i think i got burned probably three times you know in my mm -hmm. life um but oh my god it was just such a long process you would be at the hair salon for a whole day just because you yep. want to get these edges late you know <laughs> um I never got burned I never did I had a very resistant scalp and people would be like are you okay do you, do you want to wash it off now I'm like if you want to so you know I never really had that problem yeah, that's good. That's good. For me, I I I, I didn't um experience that either. But I knew mm -hmm. people that got burned very bad. Even at school, you could see that, like the front of their their hairs, like the um. Oh their, yeah, the scab. The scab. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's very painful because your scalp is tender and everything. So. Mm -hmm. um, definitely is an experience that for now you can't pay me enough money to put that on my hair again were you the are you among the people who were avoiding water well for sure when it came to permit. <laughs> 
Um, we were scared of rain. Yeah. Let's say you go to the hair salon on a Saturday or a Sunday. You can't. You can't be messing with rain or water because you have. I remember at school, every time it would rain, <laughs> you would see people yeah. in all directions. I, I actually had an umbrella in my bag all the time. And <laughs> I had a bonnet. Okay. I had a plastic bonnet and my purse when I was leaving the hair salon just in case because imagine and it, it sometimes it's not even water it would be like the fog a foggy day yes. where it's humid especially Haiti, in a tropical island yes Haiti is very humid so you would definitely experience that and that's why too like whenever you would go to the hair salon they would make sure that they press your hair down this yes they get very prideful on that and even when I came here to the states why I always went to the Dominican hair salon my hair would be so silky and flowing for with every step I made it would bounce mm-hmm. and I thought it was so incredible but that's because they burn my hair. Like they, they wouldn't let you get out of that chair until they pressed it down hmm. neat and flat and well burnt, you know, crisp. Yeah. <laughs> and definitely you could see that in the beginning you had very luscious, relaxed hair, but as the mm-hmm. um, years went by, then your hair texture completely changed. Your hair texture mm-hmm. even myself, I remember like the first couple of years that I had a relaxer, if I would wet my hair, it would still curl. But then I would also notice that as the years went by, then if I wet my hair, it would just be straight and dead and just like, yeah. you know. And that happened to me recently as well with my natural hair because I would often blow it out and flat iron it. Oh, yeah. And came a point, I wet it and it just stayed straight. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyways, let's not get ahead of ourselves. That's so, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the natural hair movement. I, okay, I'm going to say something very funny. I thought I started the natural hair movement, okay? Because <laughs> when I did this thing, all of a sudden, all of my friends started doing it. But I didn't do it because of the natural hair movement. To me, it was like a, a starting fresh act. I, I just experienced the, the earthquake in Haiti. And I just, I don't know, for some reason, I decided to cut it. It was boy short. And when I did that, I had a friend who looked at me and said, what the heck did you do to your hair? Because I was known as this girl with the long hair all the way down, almost to my waist. And when they saw me, it was probably two inches long. And I would just hear it constantly every day. What did you do to your hair? And I'm like, I, (laughs) I did the best thing it needed. So wow, I would never I don't think I have this in me to do like <laughs> a, a razor cut. The boy shirt? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I have it in me. Oh, oh you transition. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, so for the nat- for the natural hair movement, it's something I wouldn't say that happened by accident, but I was not expecting to be natural. Um mm-hmm. I simply um decided not to touch up my relaxed hair just to just out of curiosity to see what my hair would do. And um, yeah, because I saw people going natural and I was like, oh, that's great. Like I would admire them, but I know that was not for me. Like, I don't think I would ever do that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Little that I know now I'm fully natural. I've inspired others to do so. So it's really great for me. I did transition because I, I've had long hair, I would say from, 
most of my life. And I just was not confident enough. I'm being completely honest. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't, I didn't think I would be confident enough to walk like a boy short, like haircut. And until now Mm -hmm. I I can, I can pull it off. I do always applaud women that do that. Um, That just can just remove all of their hair and feel great about it. For me, I not only I transitioned, but I also made sure that I could do a full bun before cutting my ends. Um, I think oh. 24 months. So that's two whole years holding on. I think that's a lot more courage. You actually are very patient <laughs> to be able to do that because you not only have to take care of the natural part, you also have to take care of the ends, No. Because you want to make sure that they don't just break out of nowhere and end up uneven and damaged, more damaged than they already are. I'm assuming, but what's your yeah? I your mean, take on it? both requires like a different set of skills. So mm-hmm. the boy short, um, razor cut, um, when you're just tired and then you're just gonna cut it off, that requires a lot of confidence. That requires a lot of Patience too, because the hair is going to start growing and you won't know what to do with it. So, um, <laughs> I call it Lash Makak. <laughs> you know, and it requires a lot of like accepting who you are, accepting every step of the journey, you know. Mm-hmm. That's if you go the bus cut route. But then in mm-hmm. transition, this gives you a little bit more time to know what's going to work with your hair or not what's not going to work with your hair. And you can still, your hair is still long, so you can still do buns, you can still do ponytails, or you can go to the hair salon and then just blow dry your hair and forget that you're even transitioning, you know? What was your favorite style with the transition? Honestly, buns, because anything else else was a few. I tried bento nuts. I tried perm rods. I tried braid outs. I tried so many other styles. But then they would look good for like the first day. But for the amount of work that it took to create that style, it was just Mm -hmm. it was just not worth it because the hairstyle would last you, what, two days? But then to install it, to do everything, it would be even longer than like blow drying your hair if you had relaxed hair. So for me during my transition, most of the time I would be rocking buns, rocking like the two French braids that I like to do. These are the styles that I would most likely do during my transitioning years. For me in the transitioning phase, I still call it a transitioning phase because like you're explaining it, you still have to be patient and seeing where it's going to go. Some parts of my hair grow faster than the rest. Unfortunately for me, it's the middle part. It grows like twice as long. And I have different kinds of texture. Like, so in the front, it is, it's going to be straight, super straight. In the middle, it's extremely curly, almost like your hair. And then in the back, it's more like desali. It's like, I'm not doing it. (laughs) It's just, um, I had to sit down in front of the mirror over and over again. And sometimes I even catch myself um, just, you know, slowing down and and taking the time to look at myself 
I'm like, oh my God. Oh, shouldn't have been mad about that. I'm like, my hair's not so bad. And, then, and I'm looking at my curls. I'm like, oh, you're so pretty. Look at you being free and curly by yourself there while the rest is just damaged. <laughs> and you know, so it's kind of fun. And you know, that's mm. the most important part is to be able to accept your hair texture and to be able to embrace it because it's always nice to see somebody with luscious, beautiful hair on social media or on Instagram or whatnot. But then being able to see what you have and to be able to appreciate that, I think that's the most important thing because what serve you to look at people's hair and say, Oh, they have beautiful hair. But then what about you? How can you, appreciate, mm-hmm. how can you walk yours? You know, in a style that- and you're born with it yeah. that's the funny part it's yours you were born with it it's meant to be yeah um, when people say oh natural hair is not made for me how much that's so how funny how else could it be made for you it's literally <laughs> how it's growing out of yourself like what else wow. does god do <laughs> to make you believe that it's made for you yeah that's true and okay so the maintenance part of it all like say because I feel like when you start maintaining your hair that's when you accept who you are and you accept the texture that it's made out of um it's not easy to take care of the type of hair you have so I wanted to define the word easy here um because it's gonna vary from texture to texture to texture to texture there are people who have um all different, I mean, different types of textures, but some may say, oh, this this is hard to take care of. That kind of hair is really hard. Whereas that person that has that type of hair is actually very happy and wakes up in the morning and just does her hair and knows exactly what to do to take care of it. So for you, what does the word easy mean in terms of maintenance? In terms of maintenance, taking care of the hair it really depends on the hair texture and something that really humbled me (laughs) when I started doing other people's hair like not just my hair because your hair you're with it 24 7 Mm -hmm. you know what works and what doesn't work however when you start doing other people's hair you get to experiment with other textures you can say oh washing my hair it's pretty easy I can do that in 20 minutes and then I'm done Mm -hmm. but that's not the reality for a lot of people and um so that's definitely something that humbled me this year because I realized that doing other people's hair it's completely different than doing my hair that you're used to even um if I'm braiding somebody else's hair there's a way that I would do it and then they'll be like okay you can do it that way instead because I know it's gonna stay Mm -hmm. um easy I mean I guess it will vary from person to person. Someone can be very patient. The other person is just very quick or they don't pay into details and all of that. So it also varies person to person. However, there's something that stays the same is that it depends on the routine. We tend to, um, when we have natural hair, have like a 4,000 step routine. And of course, we're going to mm. think that it's complicated. We're going to think that, oh my God, I can't do this because it's taking me like a whole day. We say like, it's a wash day. Is it really a wash day? Like why are you mm-hmm. that it's going to last you a whole day? You know, I understand that your hair can take a day to, to dry. However, it's not like, mm-hmm. I know some people that do, that have like 
10 step wash day routine. Why? We don't need all of that. The most important steps are to clean, condition, and style your hair. It should be pretty easy depending on the hairstyle that you're doing. But at the end of the day, if we're overcomplicating it, that's what we're going to feel like. That's when we're going to feel like it's too much um, and natural hair is difficult to manage, as we like to say. But it, it really isn't. It is more maintenance than having bone straight hair, that's for sure. Um, but when you think about it, <laughs> when you have bone straight hair, maybe you have to wash it every day or every Mm-hmm. Um, for us, we could do a whole week without washing our hair or two weeks without washing our hair and we're just fine with that, you know? So mm-hmm. every hair texture have their ups and downs. It's just um, trying to understand your hair. It's just trying to understand your own hair texture and trying to find ways, you know, to make it work for you. I have never tried protective styles in my life. Not once. I have never... <laughs> had wash days like they say like styling you know I just listen I spray some shea moisture whatever it is the blue label one and then I wrap everything up and I live for the day that I will just wake up and just you know what I'm gonna give you some tender loving hair and try to learn who you are I don't have time for this and see I'm already saying it and it's exactly what you just explained the fact that we tend to think that it's so um, draining and it's going to take a whole day to take care of it. And there was one time I was doing curls in my hair and all I had to do was just braid it and put some rods at the end. That literally took me 30 minutes for 10 rows. Yeah. And I was like, okay, and you- why did I think it was going to take the whole day? Yeah, it's just the, it's just what we, because sometimes we just think of things like we read a book by its cover, basically. Um, mm-hmm. We think it's going to take us a long time, but in reality, it's really not that bad. And you do have a hair texture that is very, um, I would say you have low, a lower density, I would say maybe. Um, so your hair is, it's going to take you tw- 30 minutes to do, but somebody with very thick and coarse hair, then that's, mm-hmm. that's when it's going to get a little bit more complicated. But you'll notice that this person knows how to deal with the hair. They know they're going to do pop, pop, pop. They're done. Hair. <laughs> um, because for me, it's something that I experienced this year while I was doing hair. Mm-hmm. So for me, when I twist, I don't have to like to put a lot of pressure in my fingers when I'm twisting my hair because my hair is pretty silky. I just roll it around and then it's done. But the hair, mm-hmm. I had to roll the hair around my fingers and put some pressure to make sure that this hair is condensed to stay in the twist. Because if not, the hair would just be puffy and it wouldn't look as nice as um, a beautiful twist, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And that's why I say that it really humbles you to do other people's hair, to see that textures are different hairs people have different hair textures different hair densities and the most important thing is working with what you got so how's your consultations back home in haiti if you've ever done some but i i think i've seen a few videos of you doing them how are they receiving that do you feel like the education in terms of what hair is about is quite i don't know (laughs) 
so, up there, I guess. So for the hair consultation, so what I do is mostly um, um, what I used to do, because there's two types of consultations. Um, in Haiti, I would do with them in person, but right now in Canada, I do them online as well. It's basically we go over oh, wow. your hair routine and then we um we we see what's going on and what's good what you should change products that you should use and all of that in haiti it's mostly hands-on so then i okay Okay, so you're doing a twist or you're doing a wash and go this is what you need to do this is how you need to do it um there's a lot of information out there um concerning natural hair and a lot of people are trying different things sometimes they don't even know what they're doing and that's my that's one of my goals it's mostly educational yes i'm trying to inspire you to embrace it but mostly educational because there's so much information out there and that's what that's why sometimes we find that it's overwhelming because there's just too much information you don't know what's right you don't know what's wrong but um my main goal is really to educate into the simplest things you're gonna wash your hair okay this is what you need to do you need to shampoo this is how you shampoo you need to condition this is how you condition and then you need to style your hair and then after that, you do whatever you want with your hair. But this 10 steps routine, you can let go of this. Yeah. Wow. I feel like from the very beginning, we were taught not to love our hair. Honestly, um, I don't know if, it's, if we were taught not to, but because I'm saying this because I'm sure our parents' goal and aim was not to do that. On the contrary, they had a wrong interpretation of what loving your hair was because they would be like, if you care for your hair, you would put it in a bun neatly. If you care for your hair, you got to brush it really hard and push it down and wrap it up. And that's what shows that you care for your hair. I myself, even till this day, try to lay my edges down and then I'll take a brush and some gel and just make sure that everything is neat and pulled back together. And probably that's what's causing the damage because I hear that hair has memory. So it's remembering to stay straight. And that brings me to this very funny subject. Um, or not. It could be very sad too. The Gorilla Glue Girl. Yeah. I wanted to talk about that because when I was looking at it, I actually was feeling sad. I was like, damn, we got to do all that. She had to go to that extent. Why is she doing this to to her hair? But then we got to think about the path that we go through in life where we are told that what we have and we are born with is not good enough it's not gonna get you that job it's not gonna make a a man look at you it's not gonna build your confidence and then what was what was your reaction when you saw that um (laughs) but i mean i found it funny i don't know if i found it well i got a little bit of empathy after like seeing her um Mm -hmm. after hearing her too because when I fr- when they first sent me the video, I couldn't believe it. I thought it was just like something we see on the internet. It wasn't true, and um, mm-hmm. it is something that is very common. Um, and I would say in the protective styles wig, I would say community that they would use something to really lay the edges to make sure that you know <laughs> you don't have any flyaways. For me, if I have a flyaway, I mean it's fine. Like I'm not gonna die, but 
people really mm -hmm. want to sleep them down. And again, as you mentioned, is how we grew up as as we um whenever we're going to work or for a hair interview, um for a job interview. <laughs> Sorry, a hair interview. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> it might as well be that if you're going to be judged yes. for it. yeah for even i would say even myself i don't think i've ever been to a um a job interview with my hair in a wash and go or in an afro it's always yes. a sleek low bun and girl even with my natural hair i get a blowout before a job yeah. interview that's yeah. sad this is this is sad this is sad and it's something I, I guess it's a work in progress too it's not something that we're just gonna remove all together and i actually mm -hmm. know some people that i had a call the other day that um she's a teacher and then she had the interview and everything and then um and she was on zoom so she had her and then her hair was out in an afro and then they said they told her they answered her they said congratulations and then you have the job but will you oh, be doing your hair like Sorry this yeah 2021 this is what's happening i don't know how i would react no, she, to that. she she declined the job offer yeah i would decline but still would i still give them a of piece course, of my mind of course. She, <laughs> we wrote of and it's, this is canada and you know canada, i mean in the states you know it's there canada too you know it's there but sometimes they're always trying to hide it or say oh it's not as bad, mm -hmm. but it's as bad. <laughs> it's just that they don't want to show that, mm -hmm. but it's as bad. I've interviewed somebody before, and um, you know, I didn't. I wasn't thinking about it till now. She wears. She's never worn her hair in a bun. She has this most beautiful, long, curly, beautiful hair. Like I look at it every time. I'm like, damn, her hair's nice, and they're it's voluminous like really big and thick and it's so beautiful and she wears it like that to work every day but on the day of her interview she had a bun yeah and now i'm questioning myself i'm like wait she's never worn a bun to work after did she really wear that because or maybe i'm overthinking maybe. it maybe. I but know. i feel but. like for interviews in general um we want our hair to be neat and put away in a bun or put away what does that mean neat you know your hair is clean yeah. you washed it it's clean it smells good it's brushed uh, <laughs> it's just it's not white awesome. people here <laughs> i'm gonna say it <laughs> why is it considered not neat i you think know? it's just like a society construct that mm. um our hair needs to be sleek and straight and mm -hmm. laid down mm -hmm. um no frizz or anything and um yeah, it's just, it's something that we definitely need to work on changing because um, the way that you can see, um, I would say Caucasian people doing like the messy bun or the messy hair. Oh God. And yeah. for us, we can't be messy. It always has, it always has to be um, very sleek and brushed down and gelled down. Yes, because you're already black, yeah. okay? <laughs> That's one thing you got to deal with. And then most of the time, and people are all, they may not even believe in having sleek hair. They just do it so they don't have to deal with certain things. And that, that's a conversation for another day because it's deep. It is. It is. <laughs> but 
in the meantime, I want to invite everybody to log into their Instagram on Exotic Boots and see the amazing work that you're doing. So I think that what you started is already a lot because it, it captures me. I look at it and it's informative and I'm learning things about my hair and um, the how-to videos are the ones that I like. It's just like how to make a French braid or how to um, have a certain style and things that you wouldn't think you could do with your hair, you could. And the fact that also it's not just limited to a certain hairstyle. Some styles that you present can be done by other hairstyles. Um, and I think it's a way to learn to love your, yourself, to learn your hair. And even by just trying it out and it fails, then you know your hair is not made for that style. Then you try something else. So on that note, I want to thank you for coming to the show. And if you have anything that you want to leave us with, this is your time. <laughs> thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. And as you said about the hairstyles, and we have natural hair, we have that beautiful hair texture, and it is pretty versatile. We can do multiple hairstyles with it. When you're thinking about like a relaxed, a straight, a straight hair, how many styles can you do? For natural hair, you can braid, you can twist, you can put a roller, you can put a flexi rod or a perm rod. So this is what I'm going to leave you guys with is try to do different styles. Um, it might fail. You're staying home anyway. So nobody's going to see you. Nobody's going to judge you. But at least try some things in your home, in your comfort. And then until you perfect them and you'll be able to rock that outside in no time. Thank you guys for listening. I really enjoyed spending this moment with you guys. And hopefully I will see you on Instagram. <laughs>